Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. Hey, folks, I had to be gone a couple of days. Thank you for coming along with us, though, um, uh, Thursday and Friday, just the same. And, hey, there has been so much that is going on here in this great land of ours. I mean, it is just astounding. What is happening and what is taking place? I uh, want to thank um, each and every one of our affiliates uh, who replay the show, and of course those who carry us live. Red State Talk Radio, the flagship of the C. L. Bryant Show, and of course Loving Liberty and Liberty um, Roundtable. Want to thank them for uh, adding us and having us in their family as well. Uh, as all of you know, I've moved to Colorado. Jane and I uh, have moved here. I do solicit your prayers for my wife, my wife Jane, and um, uh, we are on a journey and we're uh, in a battle and certainly want all of you to join your prayers with ours as we uh, continue on this journey together. Um, listen and I also want you to pray for your nation. Your nation is at the brink of absolute tumult, uh, crisis in the midst of prosperity. That is so, it's the strangest thing to me. Uh, coming up later on, uh, we're going to talk about that in detail and coming up later on in the show here in the, in fact, the bottom uh, half of this segment, uh, Juliana Day is on with me, Coalition for Women and Children, and uh, want to see what her mission is and um get an understanding from someone who is an immigrant uh, to this country. And it is very, very interesting uh, that we uh, will have this conversation here as we have recorded the president uh, being the first uh, American president to actually speak at a pro-life rally. Now, Obama spoke at a pro-choice rally. He was the first president to do that. But, but in, in my estimation, and it's just me, it's just me, in my estimation, that's all you need to know. Isn't, isn't that right? That Obama spoke at the first pro-choice, uh, uh, Planned Parenthood or whatever it was, a rally. He spoke there. He's the first president to do that. And President Trump is the first president to speak at a pro-life rally. That should tell you everything that you need to know about the two candidates. And, and you and, and listen, 
regardless of what side of the argument you come down on. What I have just said, just the facts of where these presidents are noted, Obama is noted as having spoken at the first, being the first president to have spoken at a pro-choice rally, a Planned Parenthood affair. He was the first to do that. President Trump was the first American president to speak visibly boldly to speak ever at a pro-life rally regardless of where you come down on the argument that should tell you all you need to know about the two candidates especially oh I'm going to get on this soapbox yeah I'm going to get on this soapbox rat now R-A-T now rat (laughs) right now Especially you Christians who, in fact, are all the time holier than thou talking about, I wish, I wish, I wish he'd do so and so. Well, if you don't believe so much in the man, believe the works. So so it was said of uh, someone else we might be able to mention. Yeah. If you don't believe in the man, at least believe the work. And that goes for anyone. There are a lot of people uh, walking around in around uh, our country and our world who do magnificent things. But the only thing that many times are seen of them are their glaring faults and if we are honest and we look at one another honestly, we have to admit honestly that we all have the same faults that Donald John Trump has. That is being a real or at least you should be a real human being. <laughs> money or no money, fame or no fame, be guilty of that. Being a genuine, being a real human being. And that, my friends, is something we are seeing very clearly in this president in real time that he is a not afraid to be himself and that goes for anywhere he is you know i remember the first time that um i interviewed him very down to earth guy that's down in new orleans several years ago now um yeah and then um we were in uh, he and i and don king uh pastor daryl scott sean hannity we were all in ohio when uh, the president was campaigning there. And um, listen, he's a real human being. It was hot on that stage. And you know what? The president said very, very, very clearly, it's, it's hot up here. Do something about this. <laughs> That's real. All of us want me. The point the point I'm making is all of us wanted to say it. <laughs> but we didn't. 
he was real enough to say it for all of us. And even those who don't like the way the president uh, approach conversations, let me tell you something. The president is at least real about how he feels and how he sees things. Are you hearing me? Later in the uh, show, we're, of course, going to look at the furtherance of the impeachment debacle that's going on. We're going to talk to uh, Juliana Day, uh, Coalition of, for Women and Children. And, uh, of course, today um, we are continuing, continuing to mourn the um, passing of a basketball god. Yeah, he's one of them. Little G, little G God, basketball God. And um, it, I, I think that what happened in the case of Kobe Bryant, rest in peace, is his nature, his driving nature got him killed. Common sense did not win out. Uh, it is coming out now that even the um, LAPD would not have taken off. In fact, their flights, their helicopters were grounded because of the type of fog that uh, Kobe Bryant and his pilot uh, decided to take off. And we we'll, may never know how that really would have played out. We don't know if the pilot would have said, hey, I can get you there, or if Kobe said, get me there. Uh, you know, you don't say no, even if you're saving the life. Well, you can. You can say no. I think I would have. Uh, it's unsafe. I'm protecting your life. Uh, and, of course, he may have lost his job flying Kobe around because Kobe was one of those perfectionists. He's one of those people who wanted it his way. Become accustomed to that. But I think it may have gotten him killed. And so uh, we'll talk a little bit about it uh, a little bit later on in the show. We'll also talk about the uh, looming possibility that John Bolton is going to testify most likely and what does that look like or is it uh, possible that the New York Times uh, is lying again <laughs> yeah you know they've been caught in so many lies that it makes you wonder, are they lying again when it comes to what they're saying is contained in John Bolton's book, that the president told him to continue with straining the fund, uh, restraining the funds for Afghanistan. We need to talk about this because the funds were never withheld. 
uh, funds are only considered withheld if you go past the deadline of uh, the funds being delivered. That that's when you can start saying, "Hey, the funds were withheld," but this these funds were not withheld. And the idea that the funds were released on time simply happened because the president got caught. Got caught doing what? What? You see, that is just innuendo to make you think that something happened when nothing did And so it's possible, oh, it's really possible, that the New York Times is simply saying something knowing that it's all being said for reaction from the basically uninformed masses who actually believe these things that uh, are said on CNN. The New, read in the New York Times or they hear it on MSNBC or CNBC or even ABC, CBS, the usual suspects. Uh, and it passes for truth and along comes a GOP senator yeah that will go along with a narrative publicly that has not been proven to be true but I I can give you this warning here's a warning And, and here's a prediction this is my prediction The president has always said that he would like to see this thing come to witnesses so that it is drug out. They can drag it out for six or seven weeks. The president sees the business advantage in that. So do I. I understand that uh, we should go ahead and move on from this. But if you want to thoroughly humiliate and then in 2020 November uh, eliminate, annihilate the Democrats at the voting booth, humiliate them. At the voting booth. If you want that outcome to be real, let this thing drag out another three, four weeks because they are the best players on our team. The Democrat Party, the Democrat Party, they are the best players on our team. And we should give them every opportunity to play. They're doing such a good job. So here we are um, looking at 
Mitt Romney saying that increasingly likely GOP senators will call Bolton to testimony. I um, have met Ambassador Bolton Bolton on several occasions and uh, Freedom Works um, over the years have been uh, fortunate to be in his company, one of the brightest bulbs in the arsenal. There's no question about it. But there is a question as to what and we and we hey listen, we can't leave this hanging. We cannot leave this dangling in the wind and twisting in the wind. Uh we've got to put this Bolton thing to bed because if you don't the Democrats will always, and they're going to do it anyway, you know. So, uh, you know, but they, but they would actually have adequate reason to have a real beef, because all the beef they've uh, had uh, here in the last three years have been all unfounded. They've been proven to be lies on every occasion. And I'm convinced that this Bolton thing is the same way. Because, you know, Bolton, all Bolton has to do is he's a Fox contributor. The only thing he has to do is go on Fox and say, I don't know what they're talking about. And, of course, the New York Times has had to... Uh, retract before, but they also, I'm sure, have given Bolton an advance. <laughs> and uh, so there's sort of an impasse here. Bolton, did you say that to the New York Times, or do we take back the advance that we gave you for your book? <laughs> you see how it's played. You see how this works out friends it's almost diabolical and uh, well it is it really is and it's surely something that we must examine together as we move forward here on this great day in the USA still regardless of whatever tragedies may occur uh, in our day-to-day lives um, we must move on and memorialize those things that uh, are precious and dear to us. And uh, America is certainly in um, that full-blown memorial um, mode at this point in time at the loss. And it's almost difficult to even envision um, or even say of uh, Kobe Bryant uh, and um, his daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, who was evidently going to be a basketball phenom, gone. And America is now in, in mourning mode. I'll be back. I'm CO.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. are lifted high Our hearts are bowing in reverence CL, back with you on this great day in the USA. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here throughout the nation on the CL Bryant Show. And um, hey, friends, uh, there's a lot for us to talk about here today. And um, um, there's a peace plan that is on the table as well. And um, Benjamin Netanyahu in the United States um, visiting the White House uh, said, and of course, Netanyahu has his own uh, problems there in uh, Israel. But uh, I believe that once again, that uh, this president is about to make history. Now, check this out. Check this out. And uh, we'll talk about this on the other side of the hour, but I'm setting this up. North Korea, uh, China, defiance of Russia by striking Iran, giving giving Ukraine stinger missiles, which wipe out Russian tanks, period. All of these historic things, I mean, historic unemployment uh, rates among blacks, Latinos, and historic opportunity for uh, women who starting up businesses, the opportunity historically high, over 60 years historically high at this point in time. The stock market, though, down, open down uh, here today. But uh, there's a lot of reason for that. There's sickness in China. And who knows? There may be scores and scores of people that are dead from this virus that has broken out over there and uh, has spread um, into the United States as well. But the point that I'm making is this president has made history all three years that he has been president of the United States. And um, there is one thing that he has done that is absolutely... um, Amazing. And that is, he has clearly defined himself as the president who stands with pro lifers. 
Yeah. He is standing with pro-lifers. And there is no doubt about it where he stands. And so, friends, there are women who stand with him. There are men who stand with him. And I am one of them. And I I run into women and I run into people um, who indeed fight the good fight on a daily basis. And um, I met one of these women a couple of nights ago at uh, really, I tell you the truth, one of the first uh, events that I did in um, Colorado this time around. Since we've moved here, since Jane and I have moved here, it's the um, first event that um, she and I have done. I mean, that I have uh, done since coming to Colorado. And I met um, this young lady, Juliana Day, and um, I want to bring her on now. And uh, I want to speak with her now. Juliana Day is on with me. And she is with the Coalition of Women and Children. Help me welcome for the first time to the C.L. Bryant Show. Help me welcome for the first time Juliana Day. Juliana, how are you? Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Okay, hold on. Let me redo this. We'll get her back on. Get her back on for me. There we go. Juliana, we lost you, but I think you're back on now. Up. Let's see. She'll call back. Here we go. I tell you what, live radio can be tough, folks. Juliana, is the, are you there? Yes. Okay, fantastic. Glad that uh, you are able to join us here today. Uh, Juliana, uh, and I met a couple of nights ago, and folks, we had been having trouble with these phone lines, but we're back up and rolling now. Gotcha on the line. Juliana, tell us about the organization that is near and dear to your heart and why you are taking on this fight. You know, if the day I met you, you're such an inspiration. Thank you so much for having me in the program. Uh, for me, uh, this is a, a fight that is very personal. I was born in Peru when the country was in the hands of a military dictator. And I experienced a country during my teenager years that uh, it was very indebted and stable and violent. And so when I take up these causes, it's because um, I know that uh, they are very important, like the issue uh, that I'm sponsoring now, that is the Initiative 120, that is against late-term abortion. A lot of people in the state uh, have no idea that in the state of Colorado, uh, an abortion can be performed until the moment of birth. So when I've been talking to the communities about this, it's like, uh, it's very shocking for them to learn that. 
so when I, I I learned that it was so extreme because Colorado is one in seven states that allow that type of abortion, I decided, okay, uh, we need to put it together and um, sponsor that initiative. And this is something that I'm actually passing the state. So I appreciate so much the fact that uh, you are allowing me to speak about this. And this is mainly a call to action to everybody in the state of Colorado to just get on the website, dodaytolate.com, or call me at my cell phone number, 720-899-0897, and request a petition. It's very simple. It has only 40 signatures. And uh, you can start circulating that so we can put it on the ballot this year on November for people to vote. Let me ask you this now. You are an immigrant uh, to the country, and um, it is, you're a great contribution to uh, this nation. But let's talk about your, your homeland of, of Peru. And um, because most Americans don't understand that there are places in the world that even in the worst of times in America, uh, it, it's a good time there. It's not a bad time there. Tell people how fortunate uh, they are to be in this land. And tell us that from your perspective as someone who was born in another country like Peru. Talk to us. You know what is incredible? Look at me. I was born in Peru. I'm an immigrant in the United States. And I'm talking to you. I'm on the radio and to many, many uh, thousands of listeners. So it's such an honor. And this is a country of opportunities. This is a country that uh, it has uh, given a legacy of extraordinary documents like the U.S. Constitution and its core tenets of balance of power and the belief that the government should be restricted. They are documents like the Declaration of Independence that uh, they are inalienable rights given by the creator. So that's the legacy that many countries are trying to to copy, to get inspired, and uh, and to use it because this is a, a wonderful country that uh, is is been uh, just my country now that I love so much. You should see me the day that I became a U.S. citizen. I was just holding my tiny flag and just crying because when I was in Peru, Peru have changed a lot, but. During my teenager years, it was extremely difficult for my parents. Um, my parents were middle class. Mm. They weren't even poor. But when uh, they tried to establish this um, social kind of a socialist idea, the centrally planned economy, yeah, it devastated a lot of people in the country. So at some point, Peru became so unstable, uh, very violent with a shiny path of the terrorist group, the Tupac Amaro Revolutionary Movement uh, terrorist group too, and uh, Peru went bankrupt. Wow. So my memories when I was a teenager, it was, okay, I have to wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning and uh, just line up with my mom, trying to get just the basics, a little bit of rice. There was a lot of uh, price control. There was a, a shortage of food. So very limited. And we were a family of six. 
So just to go to the market, get the basics, and start just praying that we will get enough for everybody. Let me ask and you this, that- uh, Juliana. Let me ask you this. Now, when we talk about um, Peru, uh, I'm mostly a, I have Catholic roots myself, and um, but Peru being a, a mostly a Catholic country. Uh, let me ask you this about the abortion issue there. Even though um, your, your parents were middle class, but there was poor people are all around you. And of course, you had your elite and very wealthy people around you, too. What was the attitude in Peru? What is the attitude in Peru toward um, on this abortion issue? Is that in, in ingrained? Is your ability and your desire to fight against that? Is that something that is ingrained in you because of your culture? Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, um, the reality is that when uh, I used to live in California, but uh, since I moved to Colorado, one of the things that um, um, I started to get more information about was the sex education. Everything started from that point because it's related to the abortion initiative too. So when I learned about the sex education uh, and how was uh, the corruption behind that because the idea is uh, Planned Parenthood, uh, the, the biggest, uh, the largest abortionist plan, um, provider in the United States, helped write the 1032, the bill that is the comprehensive sex education, with the purpose of uh, indoctrinating, hypersexualize our kids in public schools. So the idea behind that is the more sex they teach to the schools, eventually one, they're going to have more sex. Girls in public schools in the state are going to get pregnant and they're going to have abortions. Planned Parenthood is going to have customers for life. And in exchange, the more money this organization gets, the more contributions politicians are going to receive. So when I started just learning about this uh, this game in the state, I decided, you know, it's important for me because of my, my values. Uh, when I was in Peru, my parents, that's what they instilled in me, that uh, those values, to respect the country, to love God. So I'm never running away from that. And uh, when I learned about that indoctrination, I said, no, this is wrong. I even translated an entire building to Spanish. So it's not just giving the information to the Latino communities in the state. And then, so from that point, I started giving speeches and talking on the radio about the dangers of the sex education. And then there was the idea, okay, that when I learned about the abortion issue, I said, this is, this is really, really wrong because we're talking about a baby that is nine months into the pregnancy, full term, a baby that is viable, a baby that feels pain and even before 22 weeks. And uh, it's so extreme that I, I think I need to be behind that. Let now, me ask you this, Juliana. Of- Let me okay. ask you this then. Sure. Um, when you see a president 
like Donald John Trump, who uh, took the type of stand that he did, um, what does and how does that affect the narrative? And uh, let's also, you mentioned the Latino community, let's also um, see if, in fact, there is an awakening. Let's talk about if there's an awakening in the Latino community from where you stand. Um, And I want you to stay with me, if you can, through the break. There are some things that I I really would like to talk to you about, because if there is to be a civil war in this country, folks, and I certainly hope there is not, but the issues very well could be over uh, this abortion issue and um, the gay marriage issue. Yeah, Uh, that is all beginning to come together. But uh, talk to us here. Got about three minutes left, uh, about two and a half minutes, actually, Juliana Day is my special guest here with me today, Coalition of Her Children and Women, Women and Children, and I certainly am very happy to have her on with me. It's been very uh, insightful and enlightening, uh, her views on abortion and, of course, bringing uh, with her to America. She is an American citizen now uh, from Peru, uh, very conservative values when it comes to uh, the sanctity of life. Um, I tell you what, uh, Juliana, stay there with me. Uh, stay there with me. Hold on uh, through the break. I only have about uh, two minutes left here. So stay there with me, and uh, we will come back to you after the break. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. And, uh, hey, I'm glad that all of you could come along with us as we build the bridge to conversation right here on Red State Talk Radio. Red State is uh, my flagship station. I want to thank Loving Liberty, and I want to thank uh, Liberty Roundtable and all of the other terrestrial stations throughout the Fruited Plains who do uh, replay the show uh, throughout the day. But I want to thank all of you who come with us live daily right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. If you're traveling through Times Square, be sure to look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not. And right there on the Red State Talk billboard, every hour, 24 hours a day, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on uh, the billboard above uh, Ripley's Believe It or Not. And um, the Red State Talk billboard. And O.C.L.'s face is looking right back at you there in Times Square. I, um, listen, thank God for the privilege to be here with you daily. And I want to thank him, of course, for our men and women in uniform around the globe. My special guest here has been uh, Juliana Day, an American who uh, was born in Peru. And her perspective right now is very important on several topics. And we're going to hear from her when I return with more of the C.L. Bryant show. Uh, And, of course, coming up after the top of the hour, we have to investigate what John Bolton's role is going to be in uh, these impeachment hearings. We uh, need to talk about the death of Kobe Bryant um, because it appears that uh, Kobe's own personality may have gotten in the way and got him killed there as far as flying in fog. The LAPD helicopters were grounded. Kobe, it's the kind of guy he was. 
may have gotten him killed. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. Download free the T-H-E, the C.L. Bryant Show. All the shows are archived there. I'll be back in a minute. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you live and in living color right here on Red State Talk Radio. Glad to be with you throughout the Fruited Plains. As all of you know, uh, Jane and I have relocated to Colorado in order to um, not only uh, help the state uh, perhaps regain some of its redness, but also um, Jane uh, wanted to come up here. Uh, as you all know, we have been in uh, quite a journey. It's been a battle. Uh, my wife with her health and um, this breast cancer that uh, we have been fighting. I do solicit all of your prayers for uh, my wife and uh, I thank uh, all of you who have been uh, praying with us and prayer warriors with us. And uh, so, listen, God bless you and God keep you. Life is precious. Life is precious, friends. And uh, at birth and, of course, uh, when we're talking about uh, one you have matured in life at any stage, and the president made it very plain in his speech that uh, all lives are different. This is a quote from him, but all lives are precious in the sight of God. And on with me is someone who uh, is a champion of life and someone who has fought a good fight as far as uh, this pro-life fight is concerned. She is an American and uh, born in Peru, but uh, proud now to be an American. My special guest, Juliana Day. Juliana, when we look at um, the uh, effect of abortion in this country, it is certainly um, prevalent among black and so-called brown people, so-called black people, so-called brown people. It's prevalent uh, there. And I just don't understand how is it that many of them who are church-going people consider themselves conservative and in many of their ways, how is it that uh, the population tends to buy into the fact that it's okay to kill the un the, the unborn. Talk to us about it. Yeah, that is uh, it's very critical um, when uh, you just look at the statistics. And among black babies, it's three times higher the number of 
but babies being aborted. And among uh, Latinos or brown babies is twice. So this is an, uh, this is an important issue that we need to discuss. And for decades, some legislators have been brainwashing the Latino community, for instance, into believing that they share our best interests and our va- family values. And uh, that's a big lie. Because when I've been talking uh, to Latinos, they, they feel very, very strongly about these issues and the family values. And uh, many times it's a lack of information, too. That's why we need to start engaging in these conversations, because they don't know. And one of the things that uh, is going to be very important, whether it's in English or Spanish, I'm bilingual for a reason, so that's opening lots of doors for me to share that, that uh, is provide information to people, especially people of faith. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be critical because the issue of abortion, we're talking about a baby, the most vulnerable member of society. And uh, we need to stand very, um, very strongly about the, 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 the life of the unborn and uh, about values. That is, uh, especially among people of faith, I, the part that you were mentioning, um, I think it's related to the pastor. Some pastors, they are a little bit afraid of taking a stand. And that's been uh, a difficult, very difficult for me because uh, I'm counting with the support. So, yeah, that part, I, I agree with you. It's, it's been uh, misinformation. They are a little bit afraid. And I think, you know, this is the right time to come together as uh, as a brothers and sisters and just fight for the life of the unborn. Absolutely. And have, uh, if possible, yeah, and a spiritual revival in the state because that's what we need. Absolutely. And you know, you know how I stand on this. Uh, I was at a gathering of some uh, Christian conservative women uh, where I met Juliana. And um, it was one of those things that, uh, uh, of course, uh, the church and uh, people of faith uh, were gathered. And, of course, we talk about things that people of faith talk about. And many times the the pastor, and I've pastored three churches across this country from California to to Florida, back to Louisiana, in fact, Texas. Um, But this is the thing that um, I want you to hear as Juliana uh, spoke it. Pastors, and I know many of you listen to this show, wherever you are throughout the the country, uh, whatever corner that you might be throughout the country, and if you're listening globally, uh, I want you to understand that the buck stops with what comes from your pulpit if you are a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The buck stops there. Now, you can take that responsibility if you want to, or you, can, or you can pass that buck. You can pass it away. You can pass it off. But really, the buck stops with how you preach it from the congregation. You can believe this. Uh, people are looking for that. They want that. They're not satisfied with milk toast and pablum. They want meat. Feed them the meat. And that, my friends, will be uh, our salvation if, in fact, we turn our faces back toward our Judeo-Christian ethics. My guest, uh, Juliana Day. Uh, Juliana, uh, go ahead. Chime in. Whatever it is you want to say. Yeah, I wanted I wanted just um, keep talking a little bit about that because since I work directly with that community, I love to hear the testimonies directly uh, from the people. That is a great opportunity for the church 
to take a stand and start the healing of uh, the process of healing because I have talked to pro-choice women to there is a lot of suffering. Women that uh, as soon as start discussing the the issue of abortion, that initiative, they break down. So I know they are in pain. There's a lot of emotional pain, psychological pain, and physical pain. So it's time for us to discuss these issues because the other side, organizations like that, Parenthood, they are telling women, hey, you don't have to worry. It's a bunch of tissue. And that's it. A cluster of tissue is going to take a few minutes and you're going to be okay. When the reality is completely the opposite. So what, it ha- what happens is that this issue is is a great opportunity for churches, for pastors to take a strong stand and say, you know, I can help you. There's hunger among people to hear the message that the church, that the church stands really, really strongly about issues, cultural issues, because for too long, it has remained silent. I want to ask you this, uh, Juliana, because uh, let me ask you this, because I've counseled with many uh, women uh, throughout my ministry that have had abortions, but still I can only speak from a man's perspective. I want you to share with the audience now, you said that many times we're told that the woman is told it's just a blob of tissue, blah, 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 you know, and it's going to be all right. You're going to be okay. But then you said, but they're not. Is there a true psychological scar on uh, uh, in the in the in the mindset of some women of women who go through the abortion process? Is there a true healing that need to take place? Talk to us about that. I have about five minutes. Yeah, I, I can speak from my own experiences with with just uh, the community, because that's what I do. When I start opening up and uh, discussing the issue of abortion, I have found myself many times just hugging these women and crying with them. And I know there's emotional pain. Some of them, they confine on me and they give me the testimonies. Others just cry and cry. So it's the same with men. They are saying, you know, like the story of this guy who wanted to keep his twins. He told me, you know, I impregnated my girl. I made a mistake, but I wanted to keep those babies. But I couldn't. So it's very hard. There's a lot of pain. And uh, it's hard for me to tell the statistics and everything, but uh, I can tell you from my own testimony. And I travel around the state. So I talk to a lot of women. And I purposely look for uh, pro-choice women too, and that they are already signing the petition because they feel like, uh, okay, uh, I'm going to be a voice to support restrictions and limitations, and uh, this is something very reasonable. So I can, yeah, I can uh, I can tell you there is an especially emotional pain because uh, they feel like uh, they've been deceived. Some Sometimes there are women that have been pressured into having an abortion, and they don't realize that there are going to be emotional consequences for that, and they have to live with that scar. So it's going to be up to us to present um, other alternatives, and there are several alternatives, like adoption, there are pregnancy centers, there are organizations like Marisol, and uh, they help these women just to go through the process and give them great options that uh, they can deal with whatever the circumstances is. So I don't want to just finish our conversation without, once again, a call to action to the people who are listening to me 
please go to dodaytolate.com. That's the website. If you want to get a petition, please do it. Uh, the deadline is approaching, and we need to gather 125,000 signatures, and uh, we can do this. There's been a lot of people already mobilizing. They are on fire. This is something that can uh, really pass in the state of Colorado. Or you can also call me and, or send me a text message. My telephone number is 720 8990897 once again do date too late.com i'm juliana day my cell phone number is 7208990897 we can do this together and come uh, as a as a community and uh, join forces for the life of the unborn those precious babies if uh, it doesn't matter white latinos uh, brown babies black babies we can all come together and defend the most vulnerable member of society that are our precious babies. I really like it. I really like it. Hey, folks, uh, you heard the website. You heard the number that was given uh, in order for you to help. And, uh, uh, Juliana, I want you to give the website one more time. If you, were, if the folks were inclined to help, uh, give the website and the phone number one more time. Folks, this is something that's worthy. Go ahead, Juliana. If com. so you can request the petitions going to the website just uh, with your it's very simple information is uh, once again com, and uh, just uh, please do it join our efforts Colorado was the first state to legalize abortion, but we can make a difference now. And this is such a great opportunity. We are joining forces with pro-choice, pro-life, Republicans, Democrats. Everybody is coming together. So please join us and uh, and be, uh, we're going to keep you updated with all the information. You can contact me, send me an email, julianaday33 at gmail.com and uh, you know, the Lord allows we're going to be celebrating that uh, we are putting restrictions on late-term abortion in the state of Colorado Fantastic. on November of this year. Okay? Awesome. Awesome. Hey, listen, I want to thank you so much uh, for being on with me. Uh, continue to fight the good fight, Juliana Day. God bless you and God keep you is my prayer for you. And again, thank you so much for being on the C.L. Bryant Show. Well, thank you so much. What a blessing. Thank you. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Juliana Day. And um, I tell you something, that coalition for women and children, become a part of it. It's really, really worthy. We're going to be back. Lots more to talk about. If you don't get both hours of the show, download free the CL Bryant Show app onto your favorite device. Don't go anywhere back after the top of the hour. Thank you.